Hey everybody, welcome to the 75th episode of the JDO Show. I am coming to you from the basement of my aunt's house, where I have snuck off with my microphone to very hastily record this intro. Uh, unfortunately, I am in Virginia to attend my grandmother's funeral. May she rest in peace. I'm going to do probably a longer episode at some point about her. She meant a lot to me. It's been a bit of a rough week, but um, we got through it. We had a great service, and I am here now to present to you an episode that I did with Michael Kazepis. We did this about, oh, two, two and a half weeks ago or so, and uh, we just didn't put it out yet because I didn't feel like it. Um, the episode ends a little bit abruptly. The reason for that, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you just imagine why that might be. Were we revealing dark secrets about the publishing industry? Were we outing people as true monsters? Or did David forget to, uh, unpause the recording when he came back for his final beer? I don't know. We'll just leave it as a mystery. Also, there were, uh, edibles involved in this one, so... Anyhow, I hope that you have a good time today doing whatever it is that you're doing, and I do hope that you enjoy this episode of the JDO Show, number 75, with my good friend Michael Kazepis. It's everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I'm Greek friends are like, Rick and Morty, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, it's because it's a, yeah, it's a really, really good show. Yeah, but I think just like it's Dan Harmon. You don't expect anything Dan Harmon does to be successful. Yeah, I think that in that show in particular, the thing that probably appeals is like the animation and the Doctor Who-ness of it. Mm. So that's probably what translates, you know, like the adventures or... Wait till Rick and Morty come back as women. Oh. So, what's up, man? Are we starting? Mm. Tight. If you want to, it's fine. I don't care. Um, okay. Did you see Spider-Man? Yeah. Homecoming? Or like the other ones? Yeah, Homecoming. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Right. You hated it? I didn't see it. I don't know. Uh, I just talked to Keaton about it. We had this... <clears throat> Keaton and I have this thing going now where... Because I, I refuse to watch superhero movies anymore. Yeah. So he'll watch them, and then we'll do a podcast about it. Well, they made the Vulture a communist. That's tight. I don't know if that's actually true, but he de- he's mm-hmm. definitely like... The like proletariat like dude that's like looking out for his people right right and then spider-man's the other working class dude but he's more like a, like a a liberal and then there's tony stark who's like a rich dude manipulating the liberal to like Whoa. defeat the like left dude that's just trying to like make money for his family right, and his friend right. you know his, what's his the group. next one after that is it black panther uh no thor ragnarok which looks dope oh, as shit that does actually you gotta go cool. see that one that because does, it's it's world it's planet hulk and it's, uh, I don't know how the fuck to pronounce his name. It's like Taika or Taika Watiti or whatever the fuck his name is from uh, Flight of the Concords director. Oh, what no we way. do in Shadows, Boy. Boy. Have you seen Boy? No. Dude. Boy what is, is like is, is the. Boy? That shit made me cry. And I don't Ooh. like. I don't. I'm. Yeah, I sweat usually. I don't cry. <laughs> and. Uh, That's like. <laughs> I get like the meat sweats coming from my eyes. Like I just ate like a steak. Uh. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't cry i just i just my my chest gets yeah sweaty. no like the the like uh you know <laughs> where my tear ducts are there's also like little sweat glands mm. yeah but that movie legit made me cry like it was it's just called, i don't it's know called boy boy yeah hmm. it's uh just out in the middle of nowhere in new zealand and it just takes place in the 80s or whatever it's really good and he's doing thor yeah he's the, directing thor and it's like it has an energy about it that 
doesn't feel I mean it feels like a Marvel movie but it mm-hmm. don't it, it's one of those how did he fucking get the job kind mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. where like I, I had a feeling that like what's his uh, Edgar Wright would be doomed with Ant-Man but right. this one I'm like it's kind of more of a Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn kind of combination uh-huh, where uh-huh. he gets the source material and it seems to actually have a feel to it that's not Speaking just Speaking of like how do they like I was interested in the the guys who got fired from the Han Solo standalone. Oh, that movie. was weird. Yeah. That was weird. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why they would have done that necessarily. My, Risk aversion. Like I my my guess is that they maybe were going into too much of a slapstick comedic type. Have angle. you seen Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that shit's that funny. True. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Like he runs he's like got the gun and he's running like down on corridor in the Death Star or whatever and like stormtroopers are running away and then he's like oh shit there's a bunch of stormtroopers and he starts running away right that's comedy yeah that's true yeah I mean that, that went on way too long but, no but like but no, yeah you know. no but I understand what you mean, I, I ate some toffee before you came over so, so some of that so my bad weed toffee no hey. no no it's just Nice home cooked toffee. No, just some regular toffee. Regular toffee. You know that's so. Funny, Does anybody man. eat toffee? That's I was not about to say toffee. that it was like it's like you never hear somebody like oh I'm just at home eating toffee <laughs> and you're like oh getting that getting, getting that cannabis and I was like no dude it's just you know, it's yeah just my grandma made this shit <laughs> like well that's the thing though nobody under forty <laughs> eats toffee unless it's like that's true weed butter toffee it's like peanut brittle you know. What the fuck is peanut brittle? What's the difference between peanut brittle and peanut butter? Uh, peanut brittle is closer to toffee. Oh, it's that like hard peanut shit. Yeah, yeah Tiffany's obsessed with that shit. Because good. Although she's allergic to peanuts now, so she can't even eat it. Whoa, so the one de- thing she, she cares about in the world. Allergy? Yeah, I think. Wow. The one thing she cares about. about people Dude, vaccines. Being... Vaccines and foreskin. Did it. <laughs> I couldn't, oh, were, too. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell if you were joking at first. I was like, "You are go. You're you're talking to alt right people a lot." So am I? Know. Not really. I'm trolling them a lot. Oh, okay, right, right. I um, you get yeah. You just have to watch out. As soon as you're listening to an alt like Alex Jones, and you think, "Wow, oh. this makes a lot of sense." No, um, it, oh. it's it's so seductive. I, I don't know if I touched on this in your. Uh, the last podcast I did with you, but I was talking about how seduct uh, with somebody about how seductive uh, the the like Trumpism shit is, mm-hmm. which is it's the same brand as the Alex Jones mm-hmm. stuff. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. the, the same base. Uh, uh, when, for instance, they've got these little uh, I want to call them almost like seductive things that they do. Where you're like, I hate everything else, but that one moment was really good. Because I guarantee you, all the liberal dudes and, and even leftists and shit like that who were hate watching, and the Never Trumpers, who were hate watching the South Carolina debate with Trump, the moment he called like Jeb Bush's family a bunch of liars and shit, and, and George H.W.'s in the audience, like about to fucking stroke out. <laughs> there's not a person alive that hated the Iraq War that, like, didn't just go sure. like fuck yeah like Trump said something right. I wanted to say I've right. been waiting for that moment forever it's right. seductive yeah but then you also got to be like well he fucking broken clock man like and that was a program thing mm-hmm. like looking back on that shit do you remember the fucking debates where everybody's booing Trump and shit and I'm like that mm-hmm. was fucking genius no what well, he he played a heel really well and I think but that... he, but he also played but he also had people they did it like a fucking wrestling show they had yeah. people in the audience booing him right. Yeah, 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 and him going, those are all lobbyists and people, and that's seductive. And you're like, 
fuck yeah, Trump's sticking it to the lobbyists. Because mm-hmm. even I, in, in like my reptile part of my brain where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. sex and violence and shit. Sure. I was like, he's got a point. Well, I think that it also is kind of a foolproof thing because you have those few points that do make you stand up and take notice. Mm-hmm. But then, um, it's I read this book recently called Kill All Normies by Angela mm-hmm. Nagel. I saw that's um, Zero Books or whatever? Yeah, it's a Zero Books one. Yeah. Um, and it was really fantastic. But one of the things that's so difficult about the alt-right to figure out is that you... I, I was going to say you don't know when they're trolling or not, but I think that most of them don't know when they're trolling yeah. or not. So basically anything, if they ever go too far and you get mad, then it's LOL, you mad though. Yeah. And anything up till then, but... they're being... So it's kind of difficult because it, it's... And that's why I think that it's it's really interesting that you know the left is starting to counter with you know podcasts like... I don't, do you listen to Chapo Trap House? I've, I've heard a few episodes. I've been yeah. too so, busy. So they're to... they're trying to do like a similar thing, mm-hmm. but I wonder where. Well, there's nowhere else for it to go, basically. But I wonder where it's going to be eventually. Like where, like truth and having an actual point is going to end up. Well, I know that if you just if we just step back on the like social ramifications of these movements and just look at like. Yep talent the dirtbag left is a lot funnier than yeah. the alt-right by far by like far. we're like and i don't know that it's a left-right thing but it seems like the alt-right dudes are like big bang theory fans and then right. the like dirtbag left would be like the community fans right that's and, a good and, way of putting and it community yeah. is a much more brilliant and ho- like hilarious community show is the original dirtbag left show yeah yeah essentially yeah. and and the big bang theory is kind of like a caricature of what funny is Mm-hmm. And what nerd like nerdism or mm-hmm. whatever you want to mm-hmm. call that like mainstream. And they also kind of think that it's. I feel like Nerdiness. they feel like people being upset by things is the funniest thing. Yeah. So it's that's the, weird. It's, it's the it's basically show, chewing food and showing people your chewed up food and then laughing when they're grossed out. That's yeah. essentially a, most of their and you know because the whole are you triggered snowflake thing. Yeah. Like they get a kick out of thinking that everybody is super upset when really I think most people are just. Dude, just think that they're fucking losers. They, uh, the, a uh, lot of the, alt, like, there's some actual dudes on the alt right that aren't like the racist weirdo kind of shit. And I'm like, what? I wouldn't call myself alt right at that point, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's become, it's like calling yourself a tea party and being an actual libertarian. Yeah. When it like became a dominionist movement, you know? Yeah. Um, I, but the vast majority of them are like basically the, they're like mega liberals. Mm. They're just like the whiny version of they're like the the like slightly racist version of liberals where they're like I'm outraged about white rights and and right. blah 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 and it's like white genocide and then you got liberals that are like there's two Americas there's an Occupy and then you know what I'm saying it's the same argument mm-hmm. from two different it's like the Batman Joker fucking shit mm-hmm. like they're both assholes well I'm glad but that, they I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that the left on Twitter has finally done a really good. job basically at discerning between liberals and leftists yeah which i think was something that needed to be distinguished for a long time and that's sort of a it's not a meme in the picture type sense but it's it's the original idea of a meme you know kind of a thought virus that has been really effectively communicated online and i'm glad somebody finally did it because it's it's two completely on the left it has yes yeah on the right 
It's all the same. It's all the same bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because the li- like liberal folks who are who are I would say very very opposed to pro- like full on socialism mm-hmm. will side with the right wing over like right. the left kind of thing. But the right, mm-hmm. you know, wherever the new center is, will look at anything left of them as being completely socialist and horrible. Right. Right. Uh, I think the the best yeah. way I heard it put on Twitter, I for, I can't remember who did this tweet, so. Forgive me whoever did this, but basically the left would say shut down the, the, the prisons and liberals would say hire more women guards. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> like that. yeah. So it's I don't want to laugh at that. Well, it's funny. It's, it's because liberals essentially are concerned with surface level, quote unquote, equality and representation yeah, yeah. within a fundamentally fucked situation. It's more rights, less is, means. Right. Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's so, my that's my like Trump soundbite like like just mm-hmm. distilling it to two like four right, words. Right. Which cat is Make this? America great again. Uh, this one is. Let me see your face. I can't even fucking tell because they both got fat. <laughs> oh, there's a fatter one over there. That's that's Borges, and this uh-huh. is Sue. Oh, okay. So Sue is the Sue's good. Sue's good people. Borges is kind of like a he's a dickhead. Well, he looks like he's napping now. No, <laughs> that's him awake. Really. <laughs> he's just he's just fucking worthless dude but but he's a great cat like right right but only when he wants food right he's, he's a capitalist like like hardcore mm-hmm. he's like i don't even fucking like you guys but then he wants to get paid and he's like uh, i will provide these services in exchange for the kibble currency right right yeah right he he just kind of understands that inherently yeah yeah <laughs> um uh oh uh, speaking of like uh, misunderstanding things, so so I would say the left has a pretty clear idea of like you know aspects of the right, like militias and, and different movements and such, like you know dominionism, like how there's that strain and and on the right in the U.S. and and how militias are very very right wing, like typically, like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. they're a right aligned type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But then on the right side of things, they don't understand what Antifa is. Mm. <laughs> You know, anti-fascists mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. like the black mm-hmm. bloc type folks. And stuff. Right. And those dudes are essentially like the proletariat militia of the... They, they're like the buffer. They Like I was at the protests in the early June with Jeff Burke. And then I was like, huh. It was very organized. They're like carrying like medical supplies, handing out mm-hmm. ice cream. Mm-hmm. And they're basically mm-hmm. the buffer between the cops and the like other protesters who aren't necessarily hard, so hardcore left. Right. So you'd have like your like libertarian, liberal... Uh, whatever I am type group people that are like kind of on the inside mm-hmm. and then all the black block dudes would be like just there to like take blows if, if it came to that oh wow like that's their role that's is they're, cool. they're like the left wing it, I wouldn't it's, they're not a militia but it's mm-hmm. more of a loose organization of yeah, people yeah they get a lot of bad I mean obviously they get a lot of bad press I mean pretty much everybody in black lives because they look like ninjas gotten, dude yeah no it's because they look like ninjas and the whole punching Richard people are Spencer afraid of thing that was rightfully so yeah yeah you gotta, you gotta smoke bombs. Sorry, bro. I couldn't help it. I've been, smoke I've been watching like Park Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and Tiffany's deduced that I'm like half Ron Swanson, half Andy. Nice. Which makes sense to me because I like to build stuff, and then I say shit like, anyways. I'm noticing like dialogue that I say starting to. Do you ever do that? Like my you favorite, watch a show and you become like my you, favorite you start Andy talking line, like Joss Whedon. My favorite Andy line is I think an outtake. I can't remember who he's talking to, but he's like, I, he's like I've been having this problem where I just wipe and wipe and wipe, but there's still poop on the toilet paper. It's like I'm wiping a permanent marker. 
Okay, so watching that show, because I've never seen it before, so this is my first run through, like, all seven seasons or whatever, right? Oh, it's a great show, man. And, like, you can see where, like, casting Chris Pratt... Pratt, Chris Pratt as Star-Lord was, like, a pretty fucking genius move. Because that dude's got it all, except for he's, like, really out of shape. Yeah, they had to look through the fat, basically. Yeah, and be like, can you work out, like, in three months? Yeah. Can you pull Ryan Reynolds? It's crazy that they're able to do that. I wish that I I had enough money to just... Do yeah. like okay, put me on the three month plan, and then you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's get get to that level, and then I'll just fuck around until I get back to like where I am now, and then it's like okay, shoot me back up to that level again. Well, yeah, because because even at like a TV show level, you can call, you can be like, you can call your agent, and be like, yo, who's Brad Pitt's personal trainer in Fight Club? I want that dude, right? But right. like a little bit heavier, and they're like, yeah, I got him. Hold on, right. and that dude's like, yeah, I just work out with stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's there's an industry. Uh, I would uh, say like I would say like whoever yeah. whoever did Christian Bale for Batman. Oh, dude! After the Machinist, to, he had to or go whatever. from the Machinist to Batman. Begins. That shit made me want to throw up when I saw that. I was like, dude. oh, like I'm body shaming Christian Bale you for really, that movie. You really shouldn't do stuff like that. I, and the Machinist was fuck that shit. The Machinist was not that was disgusting. not that good of a it was not that good of a movie. Yeah, but he's such a dedicated dude. He'll like beat his wife just to like stay in character. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking. That's the uh, worst. I think he, he goes, like there was a hotel home. incident where he like beat up his mom and his wife. He's like, was, <laughs> "Whoa, what if they're the same person?" He's like, "I just think of like an actor going home. It's like got a new job, honey." And she's like, "Oh yeah, who who, who are you playing?" And he starts shaking, Blade. His, like his fist starts shaking. He's like, "Bobby Brown." <laughs> they're like worse. He's like, like Cuba Gooding Jr. And he's like OJ. <laughs> Dude, I'd have been like, if I was if I was his wife, I'd been like, how long are you doing that role for? Right. <laughs> oh, six months. Cool. I'm gonna go see some family. I'll be back in like seven. Yeah, I'll be back in seven months. Yeah. When, you're, when you're done being OJ. Do you think like? I wonder if Cuba Gooding Jr. did method acting for Snow Dogs. <laughs> Just did a lot of cocaine. Just a ton of so cocaine. Yes. Yes. Like you're getting ready for Snow Dogs. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. Sort of—he's one of those actors who it felt like he did everything in his power to fall off the map, but he just—he's like a bad—he's he just a bad penny man. He keeps turning up, you know. You can't get rid of him. It's that money, dude. Can't kill him. Can't live with him. Is it not weird that his like career is like entirely based on just him yelling, "Show me the money." That is kind of weird. Like I could do that role. I could like. Is, lear- he, is he actually? I can't remember. Is he a good actor? Um. That took too long to think about. So no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. The answer. The answer would come to you right away because you'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah no, he was great." He was well, that, that, I had that like moment where I'm like, "Is Brad Pitt a good actor?" And I just yeah. sat there and I was like, "Well, he's good in something." I don't but think Brad Pitt is a good actor. Could Brad, could Brad Pitt do, like, British theater? No. No, dude. I mean, I think that Brad Pitt has to really hit the... I but he's a hell of a movie star. Yeah, it's true. I couldn't watch War Machine, though. I felt like that oh, I was, try, I, yeah. was so bad, man. Well, I, and then Inglorious Bastards is on the same, like, Netflix account. So, yeah. like, all you gotta do is just be like, I'll just watch this version. Right. Because, he, yeah, he kind of nailed it right there. Yeah. But that's also... Inglorious Bastards is also a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, and and War but Machine, Brad Pitt's Italian was probably like the best since Robert De Niro in The Godfather Part Two. What his Italian? His Italian and in Glorious Bastards. Oh, Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was so good. Meanwhile, I'm like comparing it to like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I'm gonna get another. Poor De Niro. De Niro's rolling in his grave. 
What? <laughs> nah, he's still alive, but he's like, alive. it's he's rolling in his grave in the future. Cause time is a flat circle, man. Should I crush these beer cans like that? What? What? Can you can you do what? Oh, I, I rewatched uh, True Detective. Speaking of time being a flat circle. Oh. Right, um, right, right. It doesn't really hold up the second viewing. Dude, I'm not it, it's like it's it's good. Like like you can tell like. Carrie, is it Fukunaga? Or, yeah, yeah. That dude made that show fucking awesome. Oh, he did. But yeah, you watch True Detective season two, where he's not there, and you're like, oh, this is actually the same quality of writing mm-hmm. as True Detective season one. There was nothing to bitch about. It was just the one dude that made it good left. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Who did? Who directed season two? A lot of people. Justin Lin did like two episodes. Oh, that's right. That's and right, those that's were the right. Lynchian episodes that were actually kind of good. Right. And then. Once he leaves, it becomes like I think you know your typical like TV type director. Speaking directors. of Lynchian, how are you feeling about Twin Peaks? Mm. That Doug you shot a shit has gone on too damn long, but really? but that seems to be the popular opinion. I only two episodes too long. I don't think it's gone on way too long. It's right. just it's they need to figure that shit out. We're at the halfway point. All people want, even if you just have him go into like a brief glimpse of. Agent Cooper, people mm-hmm. will be happy. Like, if he just mm-hmm. has, like, a flashback dream where he's acting like normal Agent Cooper, that'll be enough to set it. They can buy some time with that. Yeah. But Lynch just likes torturing people. He's like, watch a floor sweeping scene for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know what's so funny is that all of those things are things that I actually enjoy. I, I like the Dougie thing, and I like the floor sweeping. Yeah, yeah. And I like... You know, it's funny, man. This is kind of a digression, but I watched Escape from Alcatraz the other day, which is 1979. Oh, I thought you were going to... Never mind, I was saying it's something else. Yeah, it's the... Clean, I, thought, it's I was the, saying No Escape with, like, Ray Liotta. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that shit was this tight. Is, yeah, no, this is uh, uh, Clint Eastwood. And I noticed that back in the 70s and 80s, there used to be a lot of shots of process, right? Of people just doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that shit. I like when I see like the camera doesn't move. Oh yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah, yeah. doing something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, John Carpenter directs like that, dude. Like you yeah. watch most of the, like the old like '80s John Carpenter films. They're all just like nobody knows how to do wide shots anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're actually called wide shots. That's what I call them because they're like really wide. I mean, yeah, I think that's out. what they're called. Yeah, Tarantino does them. He does. He's the know. like last. I think, and, and that's a separate digression, but I think one of the reasons he's looked at as a good director is because he's one of the few dudes still doing the old school shit that was actually mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. everybody else, everybody else, movies now are shot like TV shows where it's all like clo- like hard close-ups and like, it, they're, they're shot Did like soap operas. Did you hear about what the fuck the Game of Thrones guys are doing next? What? Did no. you hear about this shit? Their no. next show is called Confederate, and it's about an alternate oh, 2017 gosh. where the South won and slavery still exists. I was like... No. That writing better be real fucking good. Sounds like a bad idea for two white dudes to tackle that project, man. To be fair, mm. did you see the writing room for The Wire? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> that, but the thing is, The Wire gets gets a free pass on a lot of that shit, just yeah. despite like being a majority white like writing room, and true. it's because the writing is actually really fucking good, and mm-hmm. they had people who were. There in Baltimore watching shit unfold. Like David right. Simon was what in the Baltimore Sun? Yeah, for yeah, years he, and years. And then another dude yeah. was like a cop. Yeah. So yeah. they had like an inside Simon perspective. Simon had written, had written two, you know, full length books also about yeah. those things. So, but I think with the. Uh, so these guys better be fucking well, good. I think it's one of those things, man, where they saw the success of The Handmaid's Tale. Dude, is this the first podcast where a cat has taken a shit in a litter box? Ah, uh, 
uh, yeah. In the background, just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which I'm totally cool with. I'm thinking about doing some... <laughs> she's just walking away like... Dude, she like looked... But she looked at me when she was walking, too. She's like... Dude. She's like, what do you want, bitch? Dude, there's been times that, like, Borkas pops his, like, head up and just stares at you, like... While he's taking a shit? Yeah, or, like, one time, uh, we, when Kubrick was sick, we went to see him at the vet, right? And, like, yeah. he, the, the nurse is like, he hasn't gone to the bathroom all day, and we're worried, and Tiffany's there, and he's finally comfortable because Tiffany's around. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, does this weird Popeye squint where, like, one lid's closed, and the other one's open, and he squatted down, and he's just staring at her <laughs> while taking a piss. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to cherish this memory forever. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It was that's a good one. Uh, yeah, bodily functions are a lot of So maybe fun it's a comfort thing with cats. They just got to be like, hey... I know personal. with um, I know with Kahlua it tends to happen when it is when she feels comfortable because mm-hmm. I notice when I get home if I get on social media I think there's like a tension that she can feel from that because she knows that like I'm not I'm not having fun but mm-hmm. then as soon as I open up I used to like get annoyed with her because as soon as I would open up Microsoft Word and actually start writing she'd come over and bother me. But I think that's because she can finally sense that I'm doing... Yeah, that, I'm like that dog's like a telepath, I'm, dude. Yeah, I'm doing something that I actually enjoy. And of course, because she's a dog, she doesn't understand to not interrupt me. She yeah. just like can sense that I'm open to whatever. So she'll come over and be like, put her head uh, on my yeah. knee and say, with her mind. I don't, mean, I don't think or, that she's like empathic. I don't think that's it. Because you know, mm-hmm. people are like, oh... They that's can just thing. sense her feeling. I'm like, yeah. no, I think she's reading your thoughts. Because, like, I remember walking her when you mm-hmm. were out of town and shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I was like, man, I need to go to fucking work. You need to shit now, Kahlua. Mm-hmm. And Kahlua was like, on it. You yeah. know, and then... It's like, yeah, it's like, we'll take care of this right yeah, now. Yeah, like, and I didn't say that. I was mm-hmm. just like, come on, motherfucker. Like, right. go, go, go. Right. And she's like, for you, I'll do this because I like you. Yeah, it's gotta be done. It's gotta be done. But, man, I've actually seen that on the internet a lot lately, and I'm... This is the, the like dog shitting on lawns. Uh, oh yeah, it's like it's my favorite uh, video. Are you into that too, man? Oh dude, oh, shit, you yeah, into you hell in... yeah, bro, bust a nut. Oh, uh, is that your username? <laughs> yeah, but so we had conversations, yeah, man. Yeah, bust a nut, dude. Um, but no, I. Um... <laughs> That's such a vague like. <laughs> bust a nut would only be about people. <laughs> it's a forum only for people who like watch. <laughs> dog shit and could you imagine the one dude that's like just looking for porn it's like it's like oh shit it. yeah what are you gonna bust it? and you're like what the fuck is this <laughs> shit but you wouldn't look away right and then I would pop up on a video and I'd be like welcome to bustanut.com <laughs> pop up the, the number one you're the annoying for, like pop up the number ah. one site for watching dog shit wait do you shits. wear a mustache yeah dude that's it yeah. but I've been reading a lot of uh, people saying that they're empaths right yeah. And I looked into this, and apparently an empath is being able to understand how people feel, which yeah. I think is just, isn't that just like, if you're not a sociopath, it's just a Yeah, yeah, like thing. paying attention. Yeah, it's just yeah. paying attention. It's like, well, when I walk, when I first meet something, somebody, I can really get a vibe of how they feel. It's like, oh, so you just, you can read context. Congratulations, your brain uses pattern recognition to get stuff yeah, done. Yeah. yeah, I'm an empath. Well, it's like, I can tell I'm when a girl's about empath. to be on her period. If I'm dating yeah. her, I'll be like, oh, you start your period next week. Right. And it's not me being like, oh, I'm in tune. It's me right. going, she acting aggressive to me. Right. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. time to be good. Yeah, Mike is just... Yeah sleeping in a vat of like weird warm and that's when milk. i come in i'm like i got you some tea some bath salts no, listen, i got you listen, some listen, chocolate listen, listen. you're sleeping in the in a bath of like warm milk and you have wires hooked up to your head 
and then you like because you're like a precog yeah. from Minority Report. I was saying like, like the pre- Matrix. I was like, oh. why would I be Neo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, that's because you're waking up from some shit, man. Yeah, you got red pill, dog. <laughs> what? That's why I'm racist now. <laughs> Dude, that was like me doing like channeling Aziz. You see what I'm saying? Like you become the show. Dude, it's um, it would be so much easier to just be racist. Dude, it would. That's 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 the thing. That's the seductive part of it. Cause it's easy to be like, fuck yeah, said yeah. that shit. Yeah, like I feel yeah. that way. I got this. That's why I think that one like Vice dude with the weird mustache. Uh, oh, Gavin McInnes. Yeah, that's why yeah. there's some, like, oh, man, he's the best. It's because he says shit like that. Like, he's not outrageous like uh, Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. But he says he says the same kind of shit in a common sense sounding way that it's seductive. It's, like, well, just it's just says, easier. It's, it's just easy to be a, a mean person. Yeah. You know? Also, dude. Oh, do you want any of this? No, thank you. Okay. I was listening to, like... Uh, I'm coming down off a pretty intense acid trip, so... <laughs> I was listening to one of those, like, uh, Proud Boy dudes on uh, John Podesta's Why Pizza did Party. Why call it Proud Boys? Dude, you know what that shit reminds me of, first of all? Is, like, Courage... Do you remember Courage Crew? Like, back at, like, the straight-edge fucking no, dudes from, like, the hardcore scene? No, I have no it idea. Just remi- it just makes me feel like those dudes were like, let's get with, political. Is it with K's? Courage no, no, it's with... I, I don't know. It might have X's in it. Yeah. No, dude, I'm... <laughs> That 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 must have missed me, man. Because I. But um, I mean, it reminds me of those dudes. But like, there's a no masturbating rule or something I've heard, right? There, I read that. There's and a, right, there's a no. And this dude's on the podcast, yeah. right? He seems like a nice enough guy, aside from his weird. Like I think as I think of them as weird viewpoints. Sure. Maybe to him they sound normal, but he's like. The whole time he's talking, he's like, yeah, man, and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, that dude needs to fucking bust a nut. Yeah. He, he needs to go to bustanut.com <laughs> and look at some dogs taking shits, man. But, like, uh, it just seemed like he had so much. And I wonder if that's an intentional part of that, man. Is it, like, the space monkey thing where they, like, make right. you, like, sit outside and on the porch and shit? Oh, sure. No, it's just, it's a basic, it's basically, like, giving. Uh, I want to finish that thought so people don't think I was making an allusion to. Like, or, uh, reference to porch monkeys that's a whole different thing no 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 I'm, you're I'm, on the porch becoming a right. space monkey for Tyler Durden sure no but, but, but listen like I think that it, <laughs> sorry it, that no, clerks too no it really is it's it's one of those things where it's uh, you part of having a cult is you the cult leader has to has to own something of you yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, oh, and, and yeah. in a sense whoever the figurehead is is it Gavin Who's the, I don't the main know. I don't, I proud try, boy? I, I try to, anyway, if he's telling you not to fap and you don't fap, then he has he has that from like yeah. You know, it's a method. No, of, that's it's a true. method of control. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's the waiting a, outside on the porch thing. It's exactly, it's Tyler Durden going, exactly. get out of here, you fat you, piece of shit. And, you, with you know, stick and everything. Yeah, and, and the dude shit. staying, and then he owns him. Yeah, yeah. He opens the door as soon as he opens the door. They've wanted to be there. They've stayed there long enough to where they're like, fuck it, I'm gonna do this. I'm all in now. Yeah, it's that conditioning. Yeah, right. Right. You know those dudes, like some of those dudes probably just like secretly bust one. Dude, when I was tripping balls last night, I, I really, I was like, you know what? I need to bust a nut. So, I basically, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> you were tripping balls and you needed to bust a nut? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, you want a beer? Uh, no, I'm good. Um, so basically, when, uh, so I basically, I go to I go to the bathroom, I pull up Tumblr on my phone, and you know, go to my, because I don't like to look at porn sites on my phone. So I use Tumblr when it's a when it's a, and then I go to Pornhub like a normal human being when it's my computer. Um, but anyway, so I pull up Tumblr and I and I do my business. But it was the weirdest thing because when I when I blew my load uh, on acid, it actually felt like my dick just got like a Charlie horse. 
Like my muscles just that seized. Does not sound good. And it just like shot out, and I was like, that was mechanical. You know what I mean? That's and I guess the reason why I, I thought about that is that guy who's super aggro. You know when you go that long. Did you does, hear that episode? It, no, oh, but dude. it doesn't. It doesn't feel good when you finally do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels like it's it's literally it's the same as pissing almost, except you're just like getting it. Just get that shit out of. It's like it's like your your penis muscle seizes and well, you ejaculate and that and that's it. Like the the word ejaculate yeah. is that is such a weird that. fucking word. Yeah. It was made for that though. When it's this kind of feelingless just expulsion um i think that is probably the uh what's the word for the core of it uh, uh of what of, 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 of like the of like of the cult? The why yeah that that the aspect thing? but i think also the not masturbating thing makes mm-hmm. people more aggressive so it's easier to keep oh. hyped because those dudes meet up a lot well, so it's easier to be like pumped well, do you know what i mean that sounds no. dude all of this sounds like euphemisms yeah, it's yeah. like it's easier to just be pumped. I'm, I'm motioning I don't know if, two dicks. I don't know if this is English is is an English specific thing, but uh, we have so many fucking euphemisms for penises or coming. Yeah, or, no, I think you know, like almost anything you say if you're talking about other dicks other or languages coming. have that too. Oh, really? Just it's just structured around whatever. Like English is funnier than most because you can uh, have like. 500 fucking ways to say the same oh, thing. Oh, English is easily... Whereas, like, a lot of other languages, languages have, like, one word that means, like, 500 things. Right. Yeah, right. it's all context. Right. It's how Greek is. Um, but, so, I think that... But it's, it's weird to think about that in terms of, you know, people who've had armies and things like that over the years and how they let their men go out and rape and pillage. But, now that I think about it, those guys weren't able to do that until they completed a task yeah dude and then their reward was to go out and so man i'm telling you if if you are part of anything that tells you to withhold anything as a part of some kind of fucking ethos or but especially orgasms they own you you might be in a cult yeah like you might that's be, a good barometer for like you might be in a cult what level of cult because everybody's in some sort of a cult but like that's like control, some like if, if yeah. somebody is trying to have control over your genitals in any way shape or form that's some jonestown shit you're yeah you're probably you're you're like a degree from moving to fucking french guy and so it's only a matter of time and i know that most of these people are probably you know what man i'm not gonna say normal because there's nothing normal about saying i'm going to be a proud boy you've gone so many levels deep at that point that you have past normalcy a long time ago but while most of them are probably good people like it's only a matter of time then before one of those dudes does something fucked up and that's what scares me about that shit you know is that you know what i like though is the fact that you were like and some of those people i'm thinking like wow that's probably how like a lot of people sound like when they're talking about like like race based like oh some of them aren't bad people (laughs) <laughs> do you know what I mean? Remember the, the like Trump yeah. opening statement, like right, we're, right, we still right. do that on yeah, yeah. our side of the spectrum, right? And right. that is, I don't know what's happened to me since like our first podcast, but I feel like I've gone into like some weird, I'm like Doctor Strange now. Mm. Like I'm just like I was like an asshole, sure, dude. Didn't know that much, and suddenly I'm like opening portals and so shit. You, you went from Homer Simpson brain to regular, brain yeah, and to... I didn't do it with acid. To, to fucking to fucking but what would have happened if I did I don't know man I don't know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm curious to see what it's like if I cause that's the only drug I've really like been curious I'm saying that as I'm eating coffee mm-hmm. but that's the only drug I've been like seriously curious about where I'm like 
Have you could done that? No. You've never done it? Dude, acid? everybody thinks I'm like a cop. They don't give me drugs. <laughs> Which is good because it's kept me from doing them. <laughs> but it's bad because I'm like, but acid. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you'd How never do I done get it? acid? Because that's the one I'm like, man, maybe that Dude, could acid be smart. Dude, acid would do a lot of shit for your writing, I think. That's what I'm, yeah. yeah. Because you and I are so similar, especially when it comes to writing. And I feel like acid has improved overall my shit. Yeah. And I, I, so I feel like the kind of sort of parallel paths that we're on I feel that it would help man I didn't know that you have you done mushrooms no dude whoa yeah like literally dude okay if 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 it's legal I've done it right right I'm I'm not like I don't know like I'm not well I'm against certain things I'm like nah that shit I see what people look like on the other side of that sure yeah dude well I mean if you're open to the idea then I feel like we should we should explore this a little bit it's a little scary, I know. Like, if you haven't done it, it's it's definitely... Cue, like, a month from now, I walk into a room and it's just David and a bunch of fucking, like, naked dudes. Hell yeah, bro. Don't be scared. <laughs> but why are you guys all erect? You're being homophobic. No, I'm just, <laughs> I don't think anybody... Well, no, I take that back. Anybody, There's probably, think, like, some people that are like, nah, think, I want to jump into a room full think, of, like, naked dudes. Do you think anybody has ever used uh, you're being homophobic as a way to, like, fuck a dude who didn't want to fuck him? <laughs> Yes, probably. It's like, quit being so homophobic. Probably no, just, probably. Just kiss it. <laughs> what are you? Are you scared of gay people now? Like, what's your? It's like, well, I am woke, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess I better take one for the team. <laughs> but no, dude. Wow, that's that's uh, that is that's dude, really interesting to me. We have like so much shit that we're like unpacking here in this in this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man. we're... Wow, yeah. we haven't even talked about anything interesting. Well, I feel like we pretty much dismantled the the, the entire right right wing. I mean, and the I left like, wing, I think, too. I feel like anybody who listens to this podcast... Left wingers need to stop going to college. Dude, you know what? I thought about this a lot. Like, the, my biggest regret of all that, time is going to college. Yeah, that was, that was a very... Like, that was a very stupid idea. Going to college? Yes. Oh, no, no, because you can get a better job than I can. Can I, though? Really? Yeah, because some jobs won't even look at me because I like unless I lie and I'm like, yeah, I gotta. But dude, listen, I lie on my but, applications no, and I'm like, listen, when, when they're like, what's your level of education? I'm like, bro, high listen, school. Bro, <laughs> bro, if you were to go to a Votech and learn how to weld or some shit, you could easily tomorrow, like, let's say you had that degree tomorrow, you would be making probably twice what I could make with my degree. Unless you went and welded, and then you'd be like working on fucking aircraft or some crazy shit. That's true. They'd be like, he's got a degree. Fuck it, throw him on there. Hmm. And it, really? like, like yeah, if we them? had the exact same training on something, and you've got a degree and I don't, they choose the dude with the degree, really? unless I am incredibly charismatic, hmm. which doesn't work. That doesn't that helps in some situations, but then if you go up against like a dude with a degree that's charismatic, then you're hmm. fucked. Like it's it's the, that little piece of paper always edges. It, it puts you just slightly ahead each hmm. time mm-hmm. uh, if you're going for certain kind of jobs. Interesting. Um, the, yeah, like when when I first moved to Portland, it was really hard to get a job, even at a coffee shop. Hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's still hard to get a job because so many people. But also, there's more businesses now, so I don't know if that's pr- there's been a proportional increase. But like, I, I I applied places, and it's literally like dudes with like engineering degrees working at Powell's and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I can't. They they hire those guys instead of me. Right. You know, I make it to, like, the second interview. They're like, it's between you and one guy. And I'm like, that guy probably has a fucking degree. You know what I noticed? This this might be kind of deviating off of what you're talking about. But, you know, when I moved here and I started looking for jobs, mm-hmm. the one thing that I noticed um, is that all the jobs in Portland are, like, 
creative director or creative consultant or marketing or this, that, and the other. Now I'm moving to El Paso, so I'm, I'm on Craigslist, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm looking for jobs there. And all the jobs there are um, associate data entry management for you know yeah. some some company that I don't know what they do, but I'm almost I almost like that more because everybody wants the job that just has if you just put creative in the title of, yeah. of, of your job heading, yeah. so many fucking dumbasses are gonna click that and be like I'm creative I want to do a job that's creative you know what yeah. honestly dude I don't want to do a Most job people, that's creative oh no dude you need like, to turn that shit go, off to be creative in your I wanna go, business i want to go like and this is what i looked at this is what i'm applying for is yeah. jobs that pay between 70 and ninety thousand dollars a year doing shit that sounds awful yeah on the surface because i've i've done it both ways man and yeah being you, broke sucks being broke sucks and you don't want to yeah. you don't want to have a job that forces you to be creative because then you get home and you're fucking you don't want to do creative shit when you go home you know you want to fuck off you want to yeah. watch movies you want to you know do whatever so anyway so that's that's something that i noticed uh that i guess is a little bit of a digression but here yeah in portland everything's like you know the the consultant for for green living it's like, oh, yeah like, yeah that's, like there's some weird ass like jobs green. here it's weird and everybody everybody wants them you know? Dude, I would be happy if I can get like a job working at like a brewery. If somebody was like, "I'll teach you how to make beer," I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" That's I don't want like complicated shit where I got to be yeah. super creative. I mean, those entire those require certain creativity, well, what, but it's not the same muscles, man. As like when you're that's what that's what Cameron did. Cameron Cameron yeah. seems so happy right now. Every oh, time dude, I yeah, talk yeah. to him, he has found, well because that's that's how Cameron is too. He's all he's he's a little Buddha, and he's very very happy with his job at a brewery doing his thing and so i kind of wanted that too when i moved to el paso i think i'm going to i'm going to try to grow stuff in the desert i don't know how difficult that's going to be but i'm going to try to plant yeah. some probably some need crops some water and, and you know and soil probably probably yeah. make one of those boxes right with like with like the little blanket over it that like sprays shit into it you can tell that shit's kicking in because i'm like yeah you're gonna need some water man yeah and i'm saying it like I'm, like I'm not joking i'm like no <laughs> I'm like, you know the thing about like, dude, living in a desert. Invest in water stocks, man. Because <laughs> then you'll make money off of like your own business. Yo, you need to get some Aquafina, <laughs> dude. Reminds me of what's it? Dar- is it Darius in uh, Atlanta? Mm. Where he comes up with those like weird ass like thoughts. It's like, man, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, that character's awesome. When I He's saw, amazing. When I saw him in Get Out, I was like, oh, it's the dude from Is Atlanta. that his name Darius? It, yeah, I, I might be thinking of, like, Triple X, too. I know that his name is uh, Lil Rel. that's, like, the best name. Lil Rel. Like, that's his... Uh, Actual name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, and I heard on a, a podcast that I was listening to, dude, he didn't take a paycheck for being in Get Out. He took a percentage on what? the profits and that movie ended up making like That's a smart. billion dollars pause and we're back yay we just found out that uh the character from atlanta is and the called character Darius is and called and the character from triple x two two state of the union <laughs> starring samuel L. jackson willem dafoe and ice cube willem dafoe is in that dude yeah he's like evil yo willem dafoe takes paychecks son dude yeah he's like he's he's making a good case for being the um like new uh uh 
What the fuck is that dude's name that was in like every fucking movie back in the day? Uh, Pulp Fiction, Deer Hunter, uh, um, 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 dude, it talks like all funny. Eric Stoltz? No. Uh, Eric Stoltz wasn't in the Deer Hunter. I don't know who the fuck. I don't know. Wait, the guy who talks for Christopher Walken. That's it. Christopher. Oh, Christopher. Why did I lose his name? But like he, Willem Dafoe's like the new Christopher Walken. He just like shows up and stuff, and you're like, what the fuck is he doing there? And and he's like collecting the check. And he's like, my face is terrifying. And you're like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was scary. Yeah. Green Goblin. I was like, oh. Well, he's been in. Yeah, he's been in a lot of good movies though. Wild at Heart. He was in Wild at Heart. He was in uh, The Last Temptation of Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Was he playing the detective in that? There was a firefight. That's my bad impression of his scene. In so good, movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a good impression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should uh, you should probably go on the road with that. So hey, I th- I feel like at this point in the podcast, and this isn't really what podcast this podcast is all about, but uh, uh, you got you got a new book out. Oh yeah, I do. It's called uh, it's called it's called Gravity. Gravity. Uh, how do how do you feel having a new book out? It feels weird. Um, it hmm. It's been three years since the last book, and this isn't even a novel. A lot of these stories I've already uh, grown cold on, so they're not like by me anymore. That makes sense. I don't know. It does, yeah. You notice I'm like funny, and then you ask me like questions about writing. I'm like, oh, um, well, it's nothing really. (laughs) Oh, this old thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, And secretly, I'm thinking, bless your heart, son of a bitch. Um, but no, continue. continue. Yeah, like it, it, it's a weird. Speak feeling. on it. Speak to the people. It seems like the like five people who've read it really dig it. Like, uh-huh. like more than Lost Dog. Like somebody who gave Lost Dog a like four, three or four star review was like five stars of Gravity, and I was like, that's weird, because I put more work into Lost Dog than mm-hmm. <laughs> Gravity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's how it works. Um, it, uh, do you think you're gonna do more novel stuff? Or yeah. Are you gonna stick point, more to short shit? Um, no, I don't like short shit, dude. I'm, mm. I'm like of the Elroy school where I'm like, if I wanted to be a short story writer, I would have been a fucking short story writer, yeah. but I want to write novels. Yeah. Um, those were, those were practice runs. Um, a lot of those, cause I, like, I wanted to, I, I really liked Swallow Down Press member, like, like, <laughs> rest in peace this year. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. It's too soon, man. Pour out one. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I, a lot of them were experimenting with, like, a lot of them are direct exposure to Cody Goodfellow, basically. Mm, mm-hmm. So, plus my own, like, taste. So, like, it's kind of like a boom, like, Latin American boom version of Cody Goodfellow. Not to, like, to my own. I just mean, like, that's that was the main influence no, man, coming together. Yeah, just speak on it. It's and, cool. uh,. So it was like training kinda... wheels to what I write now. Um, and then there's one new story in it. Um, you know what's so funny is that whenever we talk about our own writing, and I mean yeah, you and me, yeah. well, the thing is is that we're comparing it to what our influences are because obviously yeah. our influences influence us. But then we feel the need to throw in there, but I'm not saying I'm that good. Yeah, but I'm just well, saying, it's the self-conscious part because is, you but, and I have both been that yeah. fucker that's like, oh, you think you David Foster Wallace now? Right. Like to some college kid that's right. doing like run-on sentences and thinks he's like fucking right. Faulkner. You know what I mean? Like, sure. We've but all I, been that I guy say, that's like, I say we Fuck just that own it, man. I say we just own it. Who cares? All right, yeah, yeah. Who I mean, it, it's essentially Cody Goodfellow if he was like a Greek dude pretending to be a Latin American dude. What is Cody? I don't know. He's uh, he's a actually he's a mutt. Mama Toss came up with a good uh, good term for him. He was like, "Would you consider Cody Goodfellow to be like anarchic, like sci-fi fantasy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, 
interesting anarchic anarchic sci-fi. like like his his whole thing yeah. he's his fiction is very like I don't know where I, well I kind of have an idea of where he falls on the spectrum of stuff but like on the, on the spectrum <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah going back to the first podcast full circle buddy full circle. Woo, got nothing mm. I think that what I think that what Cody does so well is um he's able to just pick really juicy words yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like he he could be describing well, you know this room and he would just pick interesting yeah, yeah words he but he also like he writes like the only thing i can think of that that reminds me of it because cody has he doesn't come off as a very political person in like in, in person mm-hmm. but in his writing dude he's like mm-hmm. that he's like george romero like mm-hmm. that's what i would compare him yeah. to is he's he, he it's like that schlocky sometimes kind of like horror gross out whatever kind of stuff mm-hmm. but then it's like everything cody writes is like fucking day of the dead where you're like Dude. Is he human? Is he alive or is he dead? Like you don't know what Bub yeah. is. And Cody asks those questions, and everything he writes is like that highbrow, lowbrow shit. Right. He it's sent, crazy. He sent me. Oh man. I'll just talk about it, and then I'll ask him. And if he doesn't want me to talk about it, I'll cut it out. But sure, he, sure. He sent me a script that he wrote about a kid who got sent to who gets sent to uh, gay conversion therapy. Okay. And, and while they're like electroshocking him. It actually summons a gay demon that kills all of the people in the conversion. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's very on the nose about shit, like right. in, a, in a good way. Like right. it, it's, uh, it's like who does that? It's called it's called Pinkubus. Wow. Yeah. That I could. That's like the dude from like uh, it follows would be like I'm on I'm on this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can like see, you know what yeah. I mean? Like just on that premise, I'm like, yeah, that guy's totally fucking. Cody has so many like fantastic unpublished scripts. It's just his time in LA. It's I, I wish he would just turn them into novels and yeah. Know. He he's yeah. I don't know. Like I want to be on a, a fly on the wall. Not for all everything Cody does, but like just for like. Yeah his creative process where you're like, how much right. reading does this motherfucker do? How much research does this dude do? Because he doesn't turn, like, off. Right. He, he, ah, oh, man. He becomes, he becomes very singularly ex- obsessed. Like, when we were doing Snake Handler, he would, every day he would be sending me articles and books that he was reading about, uh, whether it's Pentecostal snake handling or mm-hmm. a, his, his big focus in that book, his, you know, political axe to grind was with, uh, 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 pharmaceuticals, like mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical industry, right? Because the character is is a drug dealer essentially, but he's being pushed out by big farm coming into these yeah. small West Virginian towns and flooding them with opiates, essentially. Oh yeah. And so Cody, based on a true story. <clears throat> so Cody did a ton of reading about that, and mm-hmm. he was always coming back and being like, "Well, this he has weird things that he gets uh, particular about being factually accurate." Yes. And it's normally stuff that he read in an article. He's, you know, we could be doing a thing where, you know, somebody's uh, melting yeah. from snake poison, like the guy at the end of The Last Crusade, and Cody's like, cool, right on. But if we get something wrong about the, the, cycle, of, the cycle of opiates yeah. in, in West Virginia, he's like, no, that's, that's incorrect. Like, we have yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? Like, to him, there's a very clear line between uh, reality and fantasy. And when it's, when it's fantasy, anything goes when it's reality you have to follow the letter of the i think i earned his respect on uh one point in strategies and uh, against nature 
because and and I don't know for sure because he's never said it, but there was one point where I actually fact checked something that he did and he got an acronym wrong, and I sent it to him and I was like, "Is this what you meant?" And I I, I could picture him on the other side like, "Good yeah. catch." Yeah. Like the, there was one that slipped by me. Like he he's so thorough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I don't know where he gets the energy though because he's like, he's what well, he got ten years on me I think and he's a little bit more than that on you right. He has learned how to smoke a shitload of marijuana and still be able to function. Yeah, I'd be and like I, asleep. I think, I think that yeah, I think that actually I think that something dead. I think that something happens to hardcore stoners um, where if you're willing to make the journey through the woods to become that, you'll come out the other end being able to smoke like three bowls and then get into this zone where you just type. Hmm. And I think that's what happens. I think he smokes a shitload. So you get like just, immunity, whereas like somebody yeah. who dabbles like in the you get, art, you get past the point where it's going to put you to sleep. Just like comes up with like, hey, yeah. Two you get past the point where it's going to put you to sleep. You get past the point where it's going to freak you out mm-hmm. or whatever, and you just get into this creative zone. I'm not there yet. I mean, no. I, I, I try to I try to smoke as much as possible, but mostly like I've actually you know what I've gotten to the point now where I can smoke and still and go about my day. But it took a long time. It used yeah, to be you like know, I would sm- I would have a few hits and I'd be like, okay, well, you, well you, I'm done. I think that's true with anything though, because I used to be able to drink and write and mm. be creative and shit. Because like I used to be able to do, I God, I would do like a bottle a fucking night, mm-hmm. just like up late. It's quiet in Athens except for like some dude on a motorcycle yeah. screaming by outside my door. And I would just I, I I was able like if I drink a beer now like and I start trying to write, I'm out. I'm going to sleep. Mm. But when I was 25. Mm-hmm. And before 25, I'd probably fall asleep after drinking mm-hmm. so much. But I got to work. Like, 2010 is, like, my textbook. I drank way too fucking much. Sometimes I'd be like, ah, where'd all that whiskey fucking go? Like, mm-hmm. I had no money, but I somehow had money for, like, booze. Right. Um, and, like, it... it I, and I, I stepped back, and I haven't drank as much since because I got kind of scared of it. I don't think mm-hmm. I ever made the full leap to, like, full-on alcoholism, I say, as I'm sipping a beer. Sure. Um, but... As a beer break. Um, what was I going with? Oh, you're talking about how you could, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could drink you, a bottle you, you, and, and you, write. You grow uh, um, used to it. I know the medical term for that or whatever, right? Like your tolerance grows. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but you are able to kind of like work within the feeling of that mm-hmm. particular drug or substance <clears throat> or whatever. Because like the same way with cigarettes. Like, I, you know, <laughs> if you haven't smoked in a while and you start smoking, you get fucking dizzy. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Like, <clears throat> bad. And, or I get lightheaded and I get, like, sure. I get a panic attack almost. <coughs> um, dude, I didn't which, realize. by the way, five, uh, be five or six weeks this Friday. Hell yeah, dude. Nux. Yep. Three months over here. <clears throat> Damn, bro. Yeah. <coughs> dude, I. Think, <laughs> We're like coughing, like. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I drink. I do you drink still, do you still cough up, like, the smoker cough stuff once no, in a while? No, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. No, it, go, I, it goes. I do like, every once a week or something like that. I'll get one of those, like, that shit inside my lungs cough. So you didn't smoke since the last BWA? It's been almost two months, yeah. Yeah, I didn't smoke at the last BWA. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, nice. dude. I was totally like this <laughs> on beer that night. Nice, dude. No, I, um, just, just to kind of like go back to that um, initial point, I think that maybe also um, there is a level of... Because you were talking about like doing it young, when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I know the implication is that, you know, when you were younger, you had gotten to a point where you had a tolerance where you could live inside that mm-hmm. sort of... Tr- but also, I mean, like, 
being younger might have had something to do with yeah. the writing too because when you're younger I'm trying to get back to this and I think to, to bring it Cody's actually going to be the next podcast so it's kind of funny that we're talking about him yeah. this much but um because we're talking shit about him fuck talking that shit, guy fucking... fuck that Cody Goodfellow who's totally influenced I totally forgot to thank him and uh Gravity, even though he proofread Minerva and gave me notes. <laughs> I forgot to thank fucking Ross Lockhart, too, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the worst. I'm like, shout those out. were the two most important people shout to that fucking Ross. book slash story. Shout out Ross. Shout out Cody. I'm going to re I'm going to, like, I'm going to redesign it and then fucking whoop we'll, it. Yeah. But every single person. And so, we, when we were kids, when I was writing things on Zanga and I was, you know. <laughs> Zanga? Legit, dude. Oh, I was shit. I still have a Zanga blog. I found that shit, like, a while back. Yeah. I was writing that shit and I was enjoying myself. And uh, mm-hmm. my first mm-hmm. novel, I was writing that st- that shit and I was enjoying it. And then I feel like something happens when you actually have a book out in the world mm-hmm. and you you develop a different relationship to it. But the good news is is that people like Cody are proof that you can come out the other side, just mm-hmm. not giving a fuck. Well, and do you remember when you were that young though? Like that, the difference between now and I don't know how it feels for you, but it feels mm-hmm. this way for me. And and. It, I don't have the joy. I mean, I still enjoy writing. Like, I get that. I was like, ha! Like, you mm-hmm. know, when you... It's the, like... I, I fucking figured that out shit. I still get those, like, buzzes from it. Mm-hmm. But there was something about the earlier years where... Uh, I don't... Uh, where... where uh, Put it, we're, we're, it. We're, we're putting sentences together felt good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but you would also like think about stuff you liked, and you would try to like make it feel like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I remember like reading The Gunslinger, and I'd start writing like weird, like long Western desert. Like I described deserts for like a year, I think after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. And, and just that feel of like recreating that. Like some of the pros in the, in the original version of The Gunslinger. I don't, feel the same way about the like revised version but the the original version has a brownness to it mm. and i don't know how to explain that but there's something about like the color of that book yeah, no just go with just it man makes me think of brown right mm-hmm. and i it was always about re like writing till you can refill that brownness mm. or whatever color like i don't know if you interesting yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Stuff. I don't have that relationship. I don't have like either. a heavy version of it. Only when I'm listening to certain music, like certain records have a color to them and mm-hmm. books, and it's not like words or where I'm having a taste. It's not synesthesia. I don't think it's just a tone. Like mm-hmm. I associate. Well, maybe that is. I don't fucking know. I'm not a scientist. I, think, I, think... <laughs> I just play one on TV. But uh, but you know what, man? I th- I think also. Another... But I'm not. I'm not getting that now. Like I don't mm-hmm. have that same like. But it's like when you're trying. To... Remember, you play guitar, right? You yep. play, yeah. yeah, you know when you first year when you're like strumming, it's not that much fun. But then something starts to sound like mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, that's that chord from that song. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and you just like the more you hit the rhythm of it or whatever, it like it, it feels like you get into a groove and you can you're like happy because you're like mm-hmm. I'm emulating this. It feels the same way it does listening to it, but I'm creating it. Mm-hmm. That's that early energy that I've lost. And Dude. I think you you lose that as you age. You know? well, I don't know if Cody's no, lost no, that. No, no, no. He no. I think he. I mean, he might have. I mean, he's he's older than us, so he might have lost it and gotten it back. Because mm. the whole thing is, is uh, I hear what you're saying, and basically what I think what happens is you start off and you just want to create the same feelings that you got when yeah. you were reading things. Yeah. But yes. then what ends up happening is you put a book out, and something happens where. The you following your 
pleasures butts up against what you think people want from you. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, it becomes complicated because you might just want to write an entire book about, I don't know, fucking fried chicken recipes or something like that. Mm, But then you think to yourself, it does. But then you think to yourself, well, nobody's going to want to read this. Like the, and then, so that part gets pushed down. But you do that a lot where you, these ideas pop up and you start to write them, but they don't look like the thing that you think people want your books to look like. Yeah. So you do something different. Does that make sense? It's yeah. Like it, it, it's like it pops up and you're like, oh, wait, no, this isn't what it's supposed to look like. The prose is too simplistic. The, the plot is not yeah. that clever. Uh, it's not worthy of you know, putting my name on it. And then eventually your muse who's bringing you all these ideas is like, well, he doesn't, well, fuck him. He doesn't want to fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else. Like I've I've tried. I'm going to go to Cody. So Cody's just like sitting there in a room and he's he's sitting there. Cody's sitting there. like, wait, you have a, you have an idea where it's like people's fat becomes sentient and starts eating them. I'm on it. You know, like, so it's like, it's like, being respectful to your muse is really, really important. I think. Yeah, he can fucking weave a story out of gold. Like, like actually, sorry, he can he can weave gold out of like the if you if like mirror you were saying the same idea, I'd be like, that's really stupid and fucking mm-hmm. shitty. And then Cody's like, no, nah, dude, I got a brilliant spin on this one. Well, and it's you're like, like well, it's, well, it. well, it's work too. It's it's holding yeah. it's holding, and I like you and I can riff back and forth. And dude, this is the Cody Goodfellow Appreciation Podcast. I'm cool with that, man. Like, just change the name of the show. <laughs> But we we could come up with an idea and then like try to work through it mm-hmm. and not get there. But there's something to be said for having an idea, saying this is my idea, and then keeping that goal in mind and writing fifty thousand words to get to it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like it's the difference between it's like yeah. you and I sitting here saying like we want to be ripped. <laughs> like, dude, we're gonna be ripped. We're gonna start working out. We're gonna get on a diet. We're gonna do this. And then, okay, now there's a, you know, two-year plan to be on a diet and work out and get yeah. to that initial thing of being ripped. But most people will stop it. And I feel like it gets easier and easier to stay at the talking level mm-hmm. the more you do it. So I, I do think that uh, with me in particular, I have I had to just make peace with... No, I'm good. I'm good. I had to just make peace with... Um, not being as good as I thought I was. Yeah. That's... I don't know. That's something that... I don't even know where I'm going with that, dude. I'm spacing because I thought about... I have beer on the mind. No, it's cool, man. But, um... Don't feel like you have to fill all the empty no, space no, no, in no, there. No, man. It, it, it's... Hmm. I, I, I feel like it... The way that, like, for instance, I, I feel more sore after I get home from work. I'm more tired. And and, it, and it's, that's something that's part of getting older that you just physically don't, I feel that way about my writing too. Like, it hurts more after I write more. Mm. Like, it's like working, like being old. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I got the aches and pains, like, in my brain. That sounds really stupid, but that sounded really dumb. But but so. but yeah, you know you know what I mean. I get the, I get the fucking back like my back hurts sometimes right. after work, and I'm like, fuck, I need a salt bath. But I haven't. I don't know what the fuck a salt bath for the mind looks like. You know, mm-hmm. acid, acid maybe. No, but like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't have that something mental that I can just like soak in for a little bit mm-hmm. and then feel like noodly 
afterwards. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that's missing that uh, I need to look into. Well, you said acid, but you said acid, and of course, I'm 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 literally probably when I showed up here. I finally stopped feeling the after yeah. effects of my so I I'm, need to I'm, apologize for eating that toffee because it's making me like drift. I don't care. It, th- th- this is good podcasts, dude. Is it? Is it? It's though? good. It's good podcasting. It? I think so. If maybe I think so, um, but no, I do think that it's weird to try to recommend acid to people because you never know how exactly it's going to affect people's particular brain chemistries. But it does, it is like when you set a salt bath for your brain, that's pretty much what it is. Hmm. You go down, you, the, the only way I can put it is if you've ever read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, you go, you descend the bardos, right? You go from bardo to bardo, like deeper and deeper and deeper into your primal subconscious Dude, the mind. whole time I'm just thinking about like El Bardo. <laughs> like, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, something mm. like The Simpsons. Well, it's basically just levels, you know. Like you're just you're based. You can you can feel mm. when you're done with an acid trip, you can almost look back on it and see like the different. It's almost like a building, and you're going. You start at the top floor, and then you're just going down deeper, deeper, and deeper. And the rooms are getting a little darker, and I don't mean dark by as in scary, but just yeah. darker and weirder and more into the brain. Mm. And then. Eventually, you come out the other side, and everything is great. You know, everything is, and it's not. I don't know. Everything is great is a stupid way to put it because that sounds like a Prozac kind of thing. It's not. Everything really, is great. Everything's fantastic. <laughs> for for anybody listening, our eyes got really wide, so we did that Stepford thing where it's yeah. like everything is really everything's good. So fantastic. Speaking no. of Darius, that's like what his character was doing in Get Out. Right, right. But um, it's his name now. Forever, forever. Um, but no, I think that, <clears throat> felt weird, um, mush- mushrooms might be the better place to start, because mm. they're, they're a little bit lighter, yeah. more of a body high to them, uh, the acid that, that I took last night was, it was extremely intense, I wasn't ready for it, but I also, I've done enough now to where, whenever it hits me like that, I'm like, okay, Dude, cool, strap in. I saw, uh, I was like on Twitter earlier, and I saw like, Rios' Rio post like, show up on my, uh, uh-huh. Thing and I was like, she got stars and Christmas lights. Yo, she trips. She went all she, in, dude. She, when she does that shit, she trips out. And um, you know, I just like when I when I see that, I'm like, I'll just I'll be here for. I was jealous. Know. I was like, Rios, why you gotta why you gotta post that? No, she uh she really she really got she gets into it. But she um you know, so basically this morning when <laughs> when she was still sleeping and I woke up early. I get up and so I'm like sweeping glitter and sequins up. You know what I Where mean? Where the fuck Just did like, glitter come from? Uh, she, she's got a box, bro. She's got Ooh. a box full of like arts and crafts supplies. Oh, okay. And when the hallucinogenics kick in, she's like, I'm going to cover my body in glitter and paint and... Gotcha, that gotcha. That, make, that makes sense, yeah. No, because she had like the... Yeah, glitter. Actually, yeah, she did have mm-hmm. glitter in the picture. It was like mm-hmm. glittery stars and all kinds of cool mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that looked like an immense amount of fun. That's why I was jealous, you know? I was no, like, you know, it was fun. It is fun. It, 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 it's fun. It's just... It's definitely a... Um, it's a journey. You go through all the different, you know... I don't... I've met people who just take acid for fun. Like, go to a concert. Yeah. I don't get that I don't shit. Get, yeah, I do that, not understand it. I don't, I don't understand how that would be fun. Now, listening to music at home, like, sure. I don't know, but I, I've never done it, but, like, that sounds appealing to me. Yeah. 
Dude, no. After doing it, to me, it's unfathomable to go into public and listen to loud noises. Yeah. I have no idea why you would want to do that. But hey, you know, to each their own, whatever. Um, but yeah, dude, I think that it's... Uh, I recommend it for most people. I'm actually surprised. For some reason, I thought that you had taken some kind of... No, I just watch a lot of like TV shows where people do mm. documentaries and shit. Right, right. So I fake it. Right. I go Red Badge of Courage on that shit. Wait, oh, is that Red Badge of Courage? No, he was, is, which he was never this? in the military. Yeah. Is it that one? It was Red Badge of Courage, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's because that's blood. Right. Is that what that, really? Oh. Dude, right? If you made it uh, an hour and seven minutes into the podcast, you just found <laughs> my like weird like toffee epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude! What? I never put that together, and then suddenly I was like, Blink. "That's what Cody does." Mm. I just channeled into like into his zone for mm-hmm. like a minute, and suddenly literature made sense. Right? Why well, didn't you just call it blood? Why be so flashy about it? I would just be just like, blood. 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 The Civil War. <laughs> B-L-U-D. Blood. blood <laughs> colon. The Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's what the movie would be called? Yeah. You know? Like, ah, oh, man. Oh, man, I was playing around with the that idea fucked of, me like, up. I was playing around with the idea of making my, my book titles resemble, like, anime titles. Where what? it's like, where it's like, uh, <laughs> like, Battle Angel Nexus, colon... Mm. Zero point hex, you know? Fucking, uh, what's his face does it? D. Harlan Wilson. Really? Yeah, he's got like the, well, no, not quite. He's got, I, I saw him like. His are more like poetic, like battle without. uh, Well, that's a reference to, um. What is it, battle without honor? Filmmaker, right? Isn't there like a series of that on. I don't fucking know. There is. I have film struck now, so I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm smart. I did my free trial, and then I dude, <laughs> it's legit. I watched a long goodbye on that shit. I'm like, that's like a ten long minute scene. A great movie. Ten minutes of a cat fucking getting fed, and then like fuck this shit and running away. I was like, yeah, that's bro. a that cat. That was like one of my favorite yeah, things I've ever seen. I don't know that. That was like process. It's process. We talked about this earlier. It's kind of yeah. kind of a process thing. What. Altman, by the way, I just side tangent, and uh, Matthew Rivera agrees with me, but Robert Altman mm-hmm. is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. And everything I liked about like PTA movies, apparently has been cribbed from Altman. Yeah, like he literally has. A, I didn't know this before, but he has a reputation for just being like Altman light. Hmm. Yeah, like, like just not like ripping him off, but like everything. It just feels like a continuation of that same dude's career. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, damn, yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, because like, that made me look at uh, Magnolia and Inherent Vice. Like, Inherent Vice is almost like a like a remake of The Long Goodbye. Whoa. Have you seen Inherent Vice? No. It's good. Is it? It's dry the first time you watch it and the second time or third time it's hysterical. I like the book a lot and I just like, I didn't realize, I didn't think like, why would I watch that, you know? Dude, it's actually, I enjoy it better than the book. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I, and I like that book, but the movie the, is like a more focused version of Pinchon. It's mm. kind of, yeah, it's cool. Whoa, blood. Sorry, I'm just like <laughs> still like, what, Red Badge? Blood. It's blood, because blood. blood is like... Blood. 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 Yes. Blood. Yes. Slay. But, uh... Watch some some dude who's actually like read the book. is like, that's not what it's about at all. There's like a badge. 
Like you get a badge. It's like a medal. Is there a badge in that book? I don't know, but it's probably for courage. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not really uh, up to date on, on, on books. I've been reading a lot of books lately. I haven't. I want to, though. I got a new Kindle. A new Kindle? Been, yeah. I got a, I got the Kindle Fire. Oh, I got I got the really shitty one that's like the the you know the, the mm. Black Friday version that's like thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it works. Yeah, but now that like I have a like with a screen that lights up and I don't have to do it on my phone anymore, I really really enjoy it. Um, been reading a lot of books on that. I also got yeah. a lot of books on in print. Been trying to just read more in general. Anything of note? Yeah, I read uh, Grant Meyerhofer's Flamingos, which is sort of. Um, I don't know how to put this exactly because it's, it feels stupid to say that it's like Blake Butler esque mm-hmm. fiction, right? Because I know that like Butler's getting his shit from, you know, somewhere else, but it's that same kind of like weird experimental prose mm-hmm. type thing, which I really really enjoyed. Um, which is funny because you don't publish experimental prose. No, no. Well, the you know I found out the problem that I have with. Um, so, with genre fiction, I really like the straightforward, clean, simple mm-hmm. prose, but I'm really, really bored by the lack of imagination when it comes to structure. Mm-hmm. And then, in experimental fiction, I am really uh, excited by the crazy structure and the playing with form, but I think the prose is terrible. Yeah. So, those two worlds, like, they each offer something to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're also lacking. Um so in Flamingos, for example, like I think that a lot of the prose is pretty bad, um, yeah. but I enjoyed the experience of reading it because I'm not, I, I don't know, man, I'm just not a huge fan of that, like automatic writing, yeah, you know, just I'm, throwing I, whatever words like, against the, in small what, doses, what, I mean, it's like, great. What, like what he does, like there are like these, first of all, it's, it's a challenge, so it makes you work for it, and then the things that you take from it are really cool, but just on the surface level, it's just, it's bad writing. Like, it's it's literally just bad writing. Yeah. Um, but it's bad writing that I really enjoyed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I get that. I, it, more and more I'm realizing also that, like, bad, mm, with quotes around it, right, is, like, such a individual-to-individual type thing. Sure. Because... Like, I used to just be like, oh, you read that shit, huh? And now I'm like, no, you read that shit? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's changed because I think it maybe maybe publishing other people has like, opened that up a little bit more because you, you suddenly are like, wow, okay, so that the, the like finished version of this same kind of book is actually way better than this. Mm-hmm. And you see how much effort it would take to get it to that point. Right, right, yeah. Like most of the people that would send you like a, 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 a 300 million kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's going to be terrible. But Blake Butler makes it readable. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain amount of effort, though. Even though I don't like that book, I can respect the effort that was made to bring it up to the quality that it is. No, it does. It does. It but. makes sense. I think that... Um, I guess when I say good, or I, I feel that it's a matter of where you choose to focus your efforts when it comes to the work. Mm-hmm. And so there's a certain amount of labor put into agonizing over structure... And things like that. And there's a certain amount of work that goes into agonizing over sentence level construction. What, what do you mean by structure? Do you mean like well, the by, acts and, and, and well, no? Like... By structure, what I mean is the 
Typically, and this might actually not be the correct usage of when I talk about structure, sure. what I actually mean is... Uh, I don't know shit about structure, so you can fool me. <laughs> what I mean is uh, pacing and the decision mm-hmm. to put certain scenes after certain scenes. Okay, Basically, okay. like, what I, I guess maybe what I mean is more like pacing, like keeping it yeah. interesting. And playing with structure The rhythm means, of it and shit. Playing with structure means like there's like beginning, middle, and end, and if you play with it, then that means that has been fucked with in mm-hmm. some way. You know, the end is over here. Yeah, I get and bored if, if I read something that's like... Because anything like that's sw- formal yeah. structure, like, you know, where you're right. like, oh, this looks like it was crafted. Right. I get bored of that shit so fast. Well, because eventually, like, you know where it's going. Yeah, it's like, like oh. that might be a really nice uh, book you written there, but I've already read it like a hundred <laughs> other times. Like, I don't that mean that. That might be a real nice book you wrote there, but... Uh... <laughs> but do you know what I mean? No, totally. It, it, it's, it's like, hmm, I, I, don't, I don't have fun with a book that's been overcrafted. Yeah. Like I'll I'll turn that shit off. Like yeah. I'm just it's too much. Yeah. And my my uh bookshelves are littered with half finished books mm-hmm. that were just too Yo, this is bringing me to, to standard. Yeah, this is bringing me to a point that I'm getting to which sounds super pretentious, but I'm cool with it. That's fine. Um we're in the pretentious zone now. We in the pretentious zone right now. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's my song. Actually, that's the that's the <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need like a like a professorial dude to just be like, actually, it's not the red it, the red badge of courage does not denote blood. Yes. It is actually like we need that guy to just be like like it's actually hey, hey it's Ralph, actually. what do you do? let's hear your take on this and then we cut him off before he starts speaking. Uh, <laughs> and then we give him a swirly. Yeah, exa- um, exactly. Fuck that guy. Um, but bullying is bad. Bullying is bad. No, but uh, seriously, fuck Ralph. Fuck. But uh, so anyway, so yeah, so I'm getting to a point where I, I almost don't like books that are too good. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. So here's here's what I call um, the Sarah book problem. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I love Scott McClanahan's writing. Yeah. Uh, I thought Crabalacha was fucking yeah. that incredible. That shit is the best. I thought, I thought Hill yeah. William was like not not as good, but but pretty fucking good. Um, every. But to be fair though, like. Scott Scott's work you couldn't kind of compare it against itself. I didn't like like the collected stories that the Lazy Fashions put like they were it was good writing. I just didn't like the stories. Mm-hmm. But then like you say Crapalachia and I say Crapalachia, whatever, same difference. Yeah. Uh that book fucked me up. No, it's that one made of, me sweat. It's, it's one of my favorite books, eyes. right? Yeah. Um yeah, no, so so yeah. So yeah. but basically so here's here's the problem is that the Sarah book comes out, I bought it, mm-hmm. I have it. Yeah, it's right here. I didn't I didn't want to get an arc. I wanted to get the actual book, so yeah. I bought it. Because you know as a as a quick digression, like our community, like everybody getting everything for free, like yeah, drives me a little bit crazy. Up. Like yep. no but like I don't even like, ask for books anymore. I don't either, dude. It's like none of you yeah. just went out and bought Scott's book. Like really? Like you all have Do you wanna know something crazy? I didn't send out a single fucking advanced reading copy of Gravity. It's still showing up for review. Nice. Don't give away free shit. People will still buy it if it's good. You might get less of it, but you still get it. That's proportional. My, my whole thing is that like, I, <laughs> I, I like what Scott McClanahan does, so yes. I want to buy it. Yeah. I want to and buy it. And you got kids, what, dude. We got to feed them being kids. In a fuck, being in a fucking community doesn't mean you post on Facebook and tag them in the shit. That's yeah. not what that's about. Or, you know, even like you yeah, okay, yeah. you wrote a review for somebody nobody fucking knows. Who who cares? Yeah. Like, buy the fucking book. That's how you support. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's a digression. That book's so, doing really well, though. Oh, it's doing fantastic. I'm, I'm like, a playboy, it, dude. But, listen, this is where my problem what? comes in, is that I know 
that it's going to be so good yeah. that I kind of don't want to read it. Dude, yeah, I you know I have I mean? had the same th- it's this, the I haven't thing. read this. I it's opened the, it up, the, right? It's like it's got this like this is what kills me. No, so I, I yeah, open it. No, I, read, I open I read, it, right? I read the first page and I'm like, no, it's too good. And and, and it's <laughs> like I got, I got to read this shit. Hold on. Uh the first like it's like the, t- the first set go, like go ahead, part. Go ahead, go ahead. There's only one thing I know about life. If you live long enough, you start losing things. Things get stolen from you. First you lose your youth, then your parents, then you lose your friends and finally you end up losing yourself. I'm like Sitting there just fucking getting a boner over that. And then like the se- the, the second fucking page has this like opening line. It's like, I was the best drunk driver in the world. And I'm like, fuck you, Scott McClanahan. Like, I just want to read all. I just want him to like hang out here and just not even, not even write. Just, just tell stories. Yeah. yeah about his yeah. like. Right. No, no. But I mean, and, and so that's, <sighs> that, that's what I call this, so the, the Scott McClanahan problem. Is that like, yeah. or the, 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 the cerebral problem sense. specifically. Is that like when, when you create something that is so good there's a there's a small portion of the population uh, me mm-hmm. who is actually going to be turned off from reading it because because i think part of reading is the excitement of not knowing whether the book is going to be good or bad yeah and, yeah i'm afraid and, uh, yeah. and when and when you look at the sarah book i 100 percent know that it's going to be good so why even read it yeah whoa yeah that's fucked right? up what right um, what that's crazy and so people would then say well yeah. for the experience of reading a good book dumbass but like maybe no no but that's no, no, not no. Exactly, you're, you're that's absolutely not a, fucking right i think exactly you just solved something books. for me that's not exactly why i read books yeah i'm gonna get another beer you good yeah, yeah, yeah i'm good yeah. dude that 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 just like bing like a light just fucking lit up in my head here uh Nah, man. You know what? A lot of what I haven't been reading, like once in a while, I'll just pick something up, and if it's good, I finish it. Right? Yeah, right. Like I read Black Cloud when I was super busy, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And like I just got hooked in that book, yeah. right? But there's some that because I didn't know what the writing was going to be like. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, and I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. there's more surprises. Oh my! Right. And Kevin Maloney's book, Called of Loretta. So good. Same fucking thing. So I was like, I read that on the flight to Cincinnati, but I brought another Surprising. book. Surprising. And I didn't remember that book. I don't remember the name of that book right now. Mm-hmm. But, but I didn't read it on the way back because I was like, "This is going to be good," so I'm already over it. Right. That is weird. It's like it's like quality fatigue, man. Quality. I like that term. Yeah. Quality fatigue. It's that toffee talking, dude. I'm. I'm... Listen. The thing is, is that uh, I read a, this book called Irresistible by um, Stephen Alter, I believe is his name, and it's basically a book about how we become addicted to social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he relates it to social media. <laughs> my man's got the toffee out again. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I'm like breaking new ground here, my man. My man is like a fiend for the toffee. He's like, I'm, I'm breaking like, ground. Like, I gotta, right. I, I gotta go this deeper. This is important. I gotta, yeah, I gotta <laughs> like, he's gotta go deeper. I'm on like toffee. level three right now. Nice. There you go. Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck it. You gotta break that shit though, because it's stuck together. Yeah, have a piece of the toffee. It's good though. Sploop. It's fucking super is it, smelly. Is that a big one? Nah, fine. Uh, I don't know what your tolerance is like, but nah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, it's good though, right? No, it's good. It's tasty. And yeah, coworker baked that. Nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, what were we talking about? Quality fatigue. Fuck. Yeah, quality fatigue. Yeah, just the basic idea that. Um. Oh right. So I was talking about this book that I was reading, Irresistible. Part of the way that social media grabs you is that human beings are interested in. Things that are intermittently bad, not mm-hmm. things that are consistently good. Mm-hmm. Like consistent good, 
turns us off. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Losing occasionally and then winning is what we really like. Yeah, under, it's the underdog so, thing. You root for the underdog. Same so difference. So that brings us to the yeah. Sarah book problem is that I know that's going to be good from yeah. beginning to fucking end. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that other people that haven't read Scott's work are discovering it though and, sure. and realizing he's a real deal. Oh, like know, when I see him in Rolling Stone, I don't go like "fuck that guy, he don't deserve." No, it. I'm like, "No, nah, he's so fucking good." You know what, dude? It's like it's why what, did it, they get him three years ago? Exactly. Like the whole thing is yeah. that like it's it. Well, I mean, it's it's in what I'm saying. The problem isn't that like I think it's bad. The problem mm. is that I think it's good, which is weird. It's weird. Yeah, no, it's, no, no, it's no, hard, no. It's hard to articulate. That's how it I mean. was about a brief history of seven killings. Mm. I got like a third of the way through, and I'm like, this is so fucking good, and then I just put it down. Right. And it was I wasn't bored. I was like, there's some CIA shit. But you're there's like, like some you're murder. Like, this book is never gonna bore me. Yeah, never, no, never gonna, it was like, so good. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong?" With I got overhyped, like, like, and it lived like, up to the hype. Never, this is never going to be yeah, bad, yeah. so I can't read it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. You remember how hyped everyone was on that book? Yeah, and then I, I, I opened I it, it up, and did you finish it? I did. And I, I got a third of the way through, and I'm like, "This is living up to it. This is so fucking good." And then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not reading this." Yeah. And it wasn't because it was bad. I didn't put it down because I didn't like it. I fucking like. I think about that book like every other day. I'm like, I don't finish you, but then I'm like, it's good. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm content, like, knowing it's good. Right. It's weird. Right. What? Well, that's another uh, dimension that you just added to it. Maybe, like, am I scared to read that book because of the possibility that it might not be good? I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe, but... Because my thought up till this point has been that I'm not going to read it because I know it's going to be good. So, why bother? We're both gonna like read it right after this podcast. Yeah, like, this will. is so fucking good. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, we'll have like yeah. red eyes. Like I'll be facetiming. Like, uh, uh, you're gonna be like, it was, yeah, fuck it it was really good. Um, yeah. No, I I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird. I hope like, I hope like, Scott has better things to do than listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he listens. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. He's a good dude. If he wants to come on, I'll I'll read the fucking Sarah book. But only then. Only then. <laughs> I'll read the Sarah book if he comes on this show. Mm-hmm. Dude, I bet he probably would. Probably. I'll ask. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what's up. Um, But no, yeah, so... Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. If that, he doesn't that, come on the show, I just want to, like... We need to start... A, we're going to have a campaign where we need all the listeners to message Scott McClanahan at the same time and say, show up on the JDO show. <laughs> Sure we need on. you on the dude. Oh, yeah. I'd be so tight if he got like a thousand emails or some crazy it's shit. Like, and he's like, like, he just like doesn't show up because he got the emails. Fucking weird. He's like, like, I'd have done it if you just asked me, but you did this fucking this shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. No. I mean, it's um. Yeah, I don't really know where to go from there. Well, well, I, like, okay. For instance, no. Being being stoked for people though too, like doing well. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Rolling Stone interview was uh, Toby, right? Kobe, yeah, 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 and I'm like, I like that guy. His Jerusalem shit, like he's a fucking smart guy. I've never talked to him really. Been, I think the one when I submitted something to Volume One Brooklyn like four years ago or some mm-hmm. shit for like a minute. Mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't really talked to him since then. But I always keep, you know, like when he posts like a link or something, I'm like, that's fucking good. He's a thoughtful, smart dude, and seeing him like getting shit in like high profile, like mm-hmm. the the Stephen King arena is where that is basically. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Yeah, no, Toby's a, he's a cool guy. I'll uh, put it in the show notes when you can go listen to the podcast with Tobias Carroll. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, uh, 
Oh, there they, there's already been two shits. Yeah, this is the third one. This, this happens this every time we do three. a podcast, though. Number it's three. like there's a there, things coming like, three acts. Oh, oh gosh, excuse yeah. me, I need to I need to do a third one. That tail is just like chilling. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, but, uh, and then the head pokes out. Ugh. Whoa, was there two cats in there? Uh, no. Wait. Are you sure? I'm not sure. What the fuck? I have to look now. There's definitely what a the cat. Fuck? There's definitely a cat in there. No, that was just that dude. Wait, was he throwing his voice? What the fuck? I could have sworn I heard it come from over there. What the fuck is in that taffy? <laughs> what is happening right now? I don't, I don't recognize my own house, man. Uh, <laughs> so. No, it's cool, man. I'm leaving, I'm leaving it all in. It's yeah, I was going to say apologies like to the front, listeners because... From front to back, this unusual. is just like our shit. But now you know the red badge of courage is blood and... Uh, Scott McClanahan's good. Quality fatigue is real. Yeah. Well, dude, it, you know what? I, it, that translates to movies and, show, and shows too. I'm not watching the fucking Sopranos. Right. Because of quality fatigue. Well, and it's also... I'm like, I know this... Treme, I can't fucking finish it. Right. I love it. Every single fucking episode, I'm like, you know, like... Yeah, it's good. Shooting loads all over the place mentally. Sure. And physically. Sure. Every time Lester Freeman's on TV, well, I'm it's, like, it's, yeah. it's the whole idea but, that, that Keaton brought to the show, which was the idea of the almost good thing and how almost yeah. good is better than good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? No, right, for right. sure. Like, for you sure. want something that's, like, a little bad. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> like, if everything's no, right. too fucking good, then it's not appealing. It's kind of have a slight flaw to it. Mm-hmm. Or else you're like, eh. Uh, well, that's why I like Altman because his movies are very flawed. Right. But they're good. Right. Have you seen The Player? No. There's like a 10 minute opening shot that's just like one take. Mm. Oh, man. Fucking, it's, it's, I delicious. love those one takes, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What one takes are, especially if somebody's doing something for that take. Uh, Children of Men at the car. Mm hmm. That shit was good. Uh, like any scene. Well, that was like an there. action scene, but I mean, I'm. But it was still like, a single take. Like, 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 the, how the amazing. I watched the making of. I know how they do okay. that shit. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Didn't mean to. I called Alfonso on my phone, and I was like, "How'd you do that shit?" And he walked me through it. Yeah, yeah. He literally had a guy falling out the door of the car, actually, yeah. to yeah. to to keep that shot going. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that movie was uh that movie was wild. It's yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, I like the I like the single takes though. Like I tried to experiment with that a little bit in writing. Back mm-hmm. to the writing thing. I don't. I know you you did like a little bit of an experiment in jump cuts and shit with uh. By the time no 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 low down right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you were like on your like Godard like kind of mm-hmm. kick with that, and I was looking at like lo- like there's two set pieces in Lost Dog. There's the one at the strip club, which isn't like so much of a set, but I was kind of warming up for like the fight scene. And then there's like a 12 page shootout mm-hmm. that I think I'm very proud of that shit. Like I own that shit and I'm like, I dare you to come up with a 12 page shootout that's good. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's tough. It's real tough. And that was like a me going, I'm going to do a single take of this motherfucker. And, it, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I chopped it up in, in the editing eventually, but that was all one continuous stream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, do you, as a writer, uh, do you find more influence with film than you do with uh, literature? At first, at first I, I did. I think in my first few books I did, but 
now I'm reading more and I'm more interested in what books can do that movies can't. Mm. So I started off trying to replicate what I'd seen in film. Yeah. Um, and then I got to a point where I read books and I realized like, oh shit, we can do different things with this. Yeah. And now I'm more interested, I guess, in what books can do. So Dude, I just want to sell out. Yeah, dude. Make money and then I'm all about like, that money. get a private island. That money. Yeah. Mm. That ain't gonna happen with literature. Well, dude, the thing is, is that it is doable. <laughs> just no, but what you were saying before. Let's go back to like the actual substance, not the oh, yeah. not the getting rich. It's yeah. good. You can get rich if you suck dicks. If you suck that, dude. Nothing wrong with sucking dick. Uh, um, no, there isn't. I'm just saying, like, if you're somebody who doesn't want to do that, you may have to. Right, right. Well, no, I think that... I think that. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Oh, just the idea that, like, books can actually do different mm-hmm. things than, than movies can. Because, I, you know, I've, I've read a lot of, like... A book won't suck your dick, but it'll nourish God your damn, soul. Man, I, I, I hate to keep going back to, like, 300 million and Blake Butler. But, like, when you read that book, it's like, there's no movie that could do that. Uh, yeah. Right? Well, I mean... Not that it's not that same. No, thing. no, 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 no. For sure, it, it definitely is one of those things where you would have to have a creative interpretation of the work that was completely different, but just as good. Like you, you know, could do it. You could do it. it like Inherent thing, Vice, the movie, for instance, is just as good as the book, but mm-hmm, it's different. Mm-hmm. It, it it's not one. It's one of those things where, like Fight Club, is different from the book, but it's well, it's better even. Right. Um, it it, ha- it can't be the exact same thing with certain. I mean, those are much simpler works by comparison to like three hundred million, which is like a tangle of words at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you were gonna film that, you'd have to just completely jettison the whole book and and pull it like a Stanley Kubrick and be like these pieces, and then I'll make mm-hmm. my own movie mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've just been reading a lot of books lately that are untranslatable, like Flamingos mm-hmm. is untranslatable. Uh, I mean, you you could make a movie out of it, I guess. Yeah. But it wouldn't really resemble, like, the joy of reading a book like that isn't actually reading the prose. Yeah. And, and, and being confused and put off guard and dealing with this strange <laughs> pacing and structure and things like that. And so... Now I'm getting more interested in that. It it did used to be a, a thing where I was trying to replicate film. Yeah. Dude, you just reminded me of something kind of amusing to me, though. Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Mm. It, it, but I'm not sorry. Uh, it, <laughs> so sorry, when I was, sorry, the, I was like, I remember a filmmaker got like Lost Dog, right? And read it. And I was like, like I want to talk to you, man. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. Maybe I can sell this book. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember we like met up for lunch in like San Francisco and shit like that. We're talking. And I was like, yeah, what about like Lost Dog and stuff like that? I was hoping to like get movie. And he's like, ha ha ha. Nah, man, that's too, that's, that's too much work to like translate. And mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> like immediately like, like it was cool that they were like, you did enough good work in this. So we want to like put you on for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of funny because, and you know who this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But it was just kind of funny because I was like, oh, shit, they're going to, like, take a chance on my, and and then I was like. They're like, dude, no. No, we can't because there's too much weird shit in it, plus the budget is out of control. Right. And I was like, "Mm, okay, at least Mm. you're, like, honest about not being able to do justice to it. But I could rewrite, I could write the script, like, 
cut out all that stuff if you want. Like, you know what I mean? Like, always looking for a way to, like, game it. I'm yeah. like, can I dumb it down? Can I cut out, like, all the weird yeah. lynching yeah. shit and just make it a straightforward? Right. The answer is no. No. But, but, it's, it's kind of like, everybody thinks their shit's filmable, even if they don't, even when they're like, no, you can never make a movie of that shit, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Daniel Levski's like, Nah, somebody just needs the right pitch for House of Leaves. That's all it is. That's all that motherfucker needs. Could be a needs. Netflix is, series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, make it a TV show and I got you. But, like, because, for instance, nobody thought there'd be, ever be a Pinchon movie. But then an Inherent Vice happened because the right filmmaker came along with the right material and made the right movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, it's it, possible. I just don't know. I don't know where I went with that, but... I actually do think that... Uh, writers particularly of books think that they understand how to write scripts and movies and tv based on the fact that they've written books yeah and they are they they could not be further Mm -mm. from uh uh, accurate it gives you an upper hand over somebody who has not written anything yeah it does not make you good at it yeah no because i mean scripts are an an entirely i've given scripts to people who are like pros at that? Yeah. Like, okay. Well, let me just like let me just. You know, it's one of those things where somebody comes in, and they're like, "Well, let me just pull all this fucking bullshit out that you did." Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna throw that out there, and then oh, you did that. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Wordy over here, Mr. Novelist wants to write a script. Meh, meh, meh. Distill it's, it's, it. It's really yeah. about like economy in a way that um, novels really could never be. Like, yeah. Could you could never be because in in scripts you're almost like you're just trying to give people an idea it's more like talking than writing actually at the end of the day yeah you're not like providing like yeah. nice descriptions of things you're like the character is outside of a building it looks because yeah, then you'd be writing a brochure like, yeah, the, point, yeah this character's outside of a building it, it looks kind of like a hard rock cafe you couldn't write those words in a, in a no novel. that would be it would be bad. Boring as fuck. It would be bad. But in a script, you'd be like, he's outside of something. I don't know. It looks like a hard rock cafe. It's it's hot out. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> what? We're going through some toffee. I am not. I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. I discovered a wealth of information inside my own brain. 